on air is live whenever you're ready, Tom. Narwhals. Go back. Oh, just okay. Go back I to will. the Canadian Labatt Blue Hovel you crawled out of. I will. That's right. I'll enjoy it. Back in the day, when people used cassettes, there was an A side and a B side. Now, aside from the homage to Tom's age, we got into yet another good discussion, which was completely unrelated to the topic at hand. Imagine that. So much so that we decided to turn it into another B-side. Enjoy this additional content, and keep an eye out for our next episode. Cheers! Gabe, are you getting these sleepy? No, man. Do I look bad? Yep. That I never wrote, also and I good. also never meant to read. Pages are blank, <laughs> waiting to be written, <laughs> like I'm written to speak. Oh! oh! What? <laughs> okay, so my brother and I were chatting the other day because back in the day, I well, just as I was growing up. I love James Bond movies. I've watched every single one of them. One Christmas, when my brother and I were in college, we spent the entire Christmas vacation going through all, at that point, I think 20 James Bond movies. I think we're on 27 now, 28, something like that. We watched them all. It was great. And so I was very excited when this last James Bond came out and it's closing up the Daniel Craig uh, character, or Daniel Craig playing James Bond. And so I went out because there's something I wanted to look up about what happened in the movie. And I caught this article and it was someone who was absolutely, you know, death on James Bond because of how misogynistic he is, how much it plays into this sexist me too kind of thing. And and it's, and it's very, you know, we're celebrating it and we can't wait to go watch the movies. And all of a sudden I started to realize should I be paying money to watch this movie now? Like we kind of distance ourselves from everything else, but then we automatically go to James Bond and be like, no, but that's okay. Cause it's, it's James Bond. Right. Who so, still watches James Bond movies? Cause I have seen a total of three minutes of a James Bond movie, probably in my entire life. And so I'm shocked that oh. you've actually watched multiple. I'm, like, a, into the I'm a James Bond fan. I'm not as big as Tom. Like I haven't seen the new one, but like I've kept up. For the most part. I've watched most of the Daniel Craig's. How many Daniel Craig's have there been? Four or five? Oh, five. five. Okay. I think I've watched three or four of them. I certainly yeah. haven't seen the newest, but really? I like them. I like them a lot. Yeah. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan so, was, the high, was the highlight. Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan, that other guy that no one knew his name, but he was in a bunch in like the 70s. Roger Moore? No, yeah. Roger Moore was Great. really good. Roger Moore was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Who's There was one that was like super not good. Yeah. George, there was so George Sean Costanza. Connery. Yeah. Then Sean they had one. One with George Lazenby. Mm-hmm. He was out. Who is then George was... Lazenby? Exactly. He was a failed bond. bond. <laughs> yeah, that's who he was. Um, then they went to Roger Moore. Then they went to Timothy Dalton, who did like three in the 80s, and they were all bad. Like those yeah. ones were really bad. Dalton was not good. Yeah, yeah. But in between time, Sean Connery did a another bond with Kim Basinger, and it was like an unofficial bond. So it's not technically there. And then they went to Pierce Brosnan. And the thing about James Bond is it's incredibly campy. I mean, all the stuff that, you know, the the wacky gadgets and how quickly he 
gets a woman into bed and then i mean then i mean there was a nuts, dude right right and the women that he goes out i mean it's just ridiculous right and it is a caricature of that like super egotistical male it, it truly yeah. is right yeah. yeah and i think that's why it's all the tongue-in-cheek makes it a little okay question mark you know but like this new bond daniel craig is super brutal and like it, it is i think a lot more fun to watch but then when you get to this womanizing misogynistic kind of me too thing all of a sudden i'm like yeah that is the james bond character why are we why are we continuing to to allow this especially in today's day and age in this well i think a couple things one is like how do i put it like to well to your earlier point like it's supposed to be like i think he's supposed to be this like to the extreme caricature right like it's like right i don't know clint eastwood like just often people and not feeling bad about it like Yes. Do we celebrate killing someone and not feeling bad about it? Like, it's like, no, like, this is a fictional character who takes these stereotypes to an extreme. Speak for yourself. That's my autobiography. Uh, I mean, (laughs) fair enough. Fair enough. Um, So, So, I mean, also, you have a two hour movie and we don't have time to develop a relationship over six months before, you know, things get serious. Listen, the only thing good about James Bond was Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64. Can we all agree on that? The greatest thing ever. The Golden Gun, that was game over. Yeah. Well, that's literally how it worked. Yes. Yeah, Uh, I know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm just saying, man, you put me in facility, RCP 90s. I know exactly where that body armor is to this day. You just sit on the body armor, people coming up, you just light them up. Way to drop not only the facility, but the RCP 90, man. Also, man, no odd job. You can't be odd job. It's not fair because I got to lower my scope. Yeah. Everybody had that rule. No one one to this day has ever played odd job. Nope. You can't. You can't. And then the other trick, though, is always to be, um, what was the bad guy? Trivian uh, 006. uh, Yeah. ah. Trevelyan. Trevelyan. But he was uniquely fast. Right. And like yeah. you, he was like faster than the rest of the characters. So that was the trick was to be him once odd job was taken. Now oh, you play a bunch of noobs, then you absolutely have to be odd job and all day. All day. Or do you like remote minds and hang out? Oh, this, I used to corner? love the remote mind strategy. Oh, okay. That was my jam right there. So good. So I just good. sit back, just pull the trigger, boge. Get him. All day, every day. All Get day, him. every day. So Tom, but okay, Tom, sorry. that aside, uh misogyny, 007, I mean, should we cancel James Bond is what you're asking. Listen, can I speak this at a bigger level, Tom? Like, the fact of the matter is this. Like, like for us as, like, Christians who have, like, ideally, theoretically, have consistent moral ethics, I don't know. Should we watch Bond at all? Should we ever have, right? So, like, like there's a way in which, like, I think from a, a Christian ethical standpoint, the sort of media we consume, the sort of things we choose to spend our money on, this probably raises questions about, like, all sorts of media we follow, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so, like, yeah. that's a really big question. I think the question you're asking is like, it's interesting that in our world that maybe doesn't share the same ethics that we at least should um, as, as Christians, uh, yeah. that bond is allowed to persist or, or does. And why is that the case? Yeah, because like in other movies that you watch where someone, you know, is maybe that kind of womanizing character, a lot of times that person, you know, learns a valuable lesson by the end of the movie or gets shut down in some way or something like that. Or right. Or at maybe worst or best, I'm not sure which, like, it's just not celebrated. Like, the person 
is a womanizer, you know, sleeps with a woman, sleeps with two women during a movie, but like it's not like the point of the character. Right. right. So like so I think that that is a good question. Like how does this continue to persist? Well, I mean in one sense like it like sex sells. Like I mean I don't know, like it doesn't matter how woke oh, we get, yeah. like that's still a thing. And yeah. we're still a hypersexualized culture. So like I think like to me, there, there just seems to be like no way that that doesn't stop because like you, you have that sort of misogyny and like, I mean, tons of movies still like it's just like a thing like it's it's yeah. just a common trope. So I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't and I actually do to your point, though, I am curious to see um, if that changes to your point in light of like me, too, but even in light of. um Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're calling here's out of misogyny in general. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, Brian Singer, uh, director, uh, directed one of the last X-Men movies or whatever. And it came out right before the movie came into theaters. It came up that he was, like, molesting some of the younger cast, like, underage boys, right? And using his power and influence to do that. And so... My brother actually did this. He's like, well, I really want to see the X-Men movie, but I don't want to put money in his pocket. So he went to the movie theater and he's like, hey, can I uh, can I just get a ticket to this and actually go to X-Men? And they're like, oh, yeah, because of the Brian Singer thing. And they're like, yeah, exactly. And they let him do it, which is if you think back, this was a phenomena. The movie with Will Smith, Wild Wild West. Jim West. That? Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want none of this. Six gun in this. Yeah. Oh, do I remember? <laughs> do you remember? But that movie made over a hundred million dollars, but it only did it was a terrible movie and oh, only did bad. so because it came out at the same time as South Park. So all these kids whose parents didn't want them to go to the South Park movie, or people who wanted to go to the South Park movie and didn't want to give money to something so crass, said, Oh, we'll buy a ticket to Wild Wild West because mom and dad will let me go to that movie and I can show them the chick- ticket stub at the end of the day. So Wild Wild West made all this money, but it was everyone was going to South Park. But then right? they went, yo. That's so pretty interesting. So with South Park, it was because for that time it was super crass and people didn't want to go to that movie. With Brian Singer, that was a like a legitimate illegal thing, right? Right, that's a, right. That's a bad, bad thing, right? Right, right. Womanizing, well, in the misogynistic way that, that James Bond does it is not cool, right? It's still not illegal, right? Right, right, right. And and so so we're still good with it. So like, is that well? And it's also like that's a plot in a movie with a fictional character versus right. a dude who in real life was doing these horrific things, right? Did like, thing. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. To me... Well, let, me, let, me let me extrapolate this to a constant argument that old people have when talking to youngsters about the music they listen to. <laughs> exactly. You know what, Gabe? That's the noise they make. Yeah, and you know what I'm going to say to that, Gabe? It's a trap. <laughs> sure. That was sure. for Tom. Yeah, it was for Tom. Uh, no, for real. Side, everybody. <clears throat> so, That's our next B-side. So let's, let's, let's widen the net a little bit, okay, to something a bit more general. And when we talk about musical genres, right, what's a bad rap, oh, pun intended, that hip-hop and rap usually gets? It's incredibly misogynistic, incredibly womanizing, right? But yet, if you listen to, like, country music lyrics, they're oftentimes worse, yeah, because it is like 
It's it was like, yeah, I was going to come out and say like, you know what I mean? You're a woman and you're trash and you belong to me because you're my property like my dog. You know, like, I don't know, weird stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, Everyone remembers that one. Everyone remembers that <laughs> classic, that classic country song, that tune, that hit. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So it's like, on the one hand, we have tolerance levels, uh, not only by what we're discussing, but then also I, I think like the different media that exists and I mean that media like proper between like music and film and all these other, and writing and all that kind of stuff that we have the the allowances and the tolerances for what we will will actually permit varies widely. And so the question that it raises in my mind is like, all right, so say let's just say we call call out James Bond and are like, yo, this womanizing is not cool and you should never make another James Bond movie ever again. That's right. Clap back. You get sassy on it. Then should we say the same thing about musicians that write a song that are also fictional, right? Like you could have the most wholesome family oriented hip hop artist, country music star that writes like an atrociously lyric, lyric song. And you're like, all right, well, you're not allowed to do that anymore. You know what I mean? I guess like the, the line between tolerance of something because it's intentionally fictionalized, but also it's rooted in like, a very prevalent and and in some ways pervading kind of misogyny. Like that that to me is where it gets really sticky, really muddy, and I'm not entirely sure like what the answer is because otherwise we end up uh like all the anti-woke folks just canceling the hell out of everything or not yep. wanting to cancel the hell out of everything or the woke well, people canceling yeah. things. I don't know who's canceling the who. The woke people that cancel things. I oh, think the woke. So the then woke. we all That's end up inc- You know what? Wow, Preview. this is it. We are Preview. all woke. We just need to cancel everything. This is it. We're out, guys. Well, I think like that is the interesting thing. Like, so first of all, can we talk about the time when I was in eighth grade and I was super into corn and my brother decided Freak to turn off. Yeah, it was great. Great. My brother decided to uh follow the lyrics. Great album. Anyway, my brother decided to print off lyrics to corn songs, in particular the song uh, Adidas, and give them to my parents. My brother did that to me. Thanks, bro. I was in eighth grade. Great job. You Thanks, believe bro. it? It's terrible. Wait, it's terrible. were you younger or was he? Wait, what? What grade? Were I you was in? younger. He was older. He's just a nerd. <laughs> now, I love him to death. But like, Man, he jacked you so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, who does that? <laughs> An older brother does that. Who's like, I'm gonna get yeah. my little brother. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's brutal. Wow. It's brutal. So, what'd your parents do? Did they like take your album or have it like a CD burning party? Oh yeah, they were like, you can't listen to this anymore. Get it give it to us and i was like oh, fine. <laughs> so maybe that's why i listen to such angry music now i mean because that is the thing like honestly like you listen to like a lot of like death corn stuff like or or like i mean or like old school like thrash like cannibal corpse like dude read those lyrics they're very violent and like bad and it's like well but i don't know like slayer has stuff like that too and like half those dudes are christians you know like exactly. so there's this certain like sort of artistic distance and, and so into a, like, or artistic this dissonance episode. perhaps is a greater word mm-hmm. is that what we titled our our episode on this whole thing yeah we had an episode on like separating the art from the artist where we right i mostly just right. lamented never being able to listen to remix ignition again right um, yeah i feel but like I think- this conversation is actually far better than the real episode we did on separating the art from the artist <laughs> so far but hey i could be wrong listeners if you're out there and you think that i'm wrong and separating the art from the artist was a much better episode than this B side. Texas said to our content six one two two zero eight six two five eight. Wait, is that it? Nailed it, buddy. Thank yep. you. 
Um, let's, so, let's, let's wrap this up. Gabe, okay, okay. closing comment. Closing comments. Here's what I think. I don't care. Um, because what I think, <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't. Like, I am at a stage in life where, like, I just, I'm probably not going to watch the newest Bond. Not out of any moral indignation, <laughs> but just I am old and don't have time. And, uh, and oh, because I'm working on a PhD. I, have, I, feel I read like, books, but I don't have time for media. Like I feel, movies. I mean, I, no, I just told you guys I've been watching Squid Game. Like, um, the, pop, like the popular people, the populists. The, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess I'll put it this way. I feel like society has this sort of way of sorting itself out in terms of its own social mores. And so, but it typically in a capitalist economy and in the, the sort of, in the words of uh, Horkheimer and Adorno, in the gestalt of capitalism, uh, what makes money is what will continue and what doesn't make money will not continue, which mm. incidentally is why when people get like real concerned about quote unquote woke capital, um, I'm curious to see if that ends up panning out. It may, and that may be here to stay, but it also may just be a marketing experiment that doesn't work out. And when the money dries up, that dries up as well. Dogecoin is here to stay. I'll tell you that much. Well, that's probably true too. So that's my two cents. NFT crypto. All the money. All right. That's going to be my new hip-hop name, NFT Crypto. <laughs> Listen, society is like, in a you reckoning. You sound like you're one of Elon Musk's kids. We are in a reckoning. This is my okay. youngest son, NFT Crypto. Yes. Buy a Tesla. There you go. All right. And I just another B-side. And Tesla has now agreed to sponsor us because of that, <laughs> that plug from Gabe. So thank you, Elon. Thank you, Tesla. And for the next B-side, we'll actually live record it while we're flying into outer space on a penis-shaped rocket designed by none other than Elon Musk. Yay!